Welcome to the Producer Podcast. My name is Kevin Kissner, and I got Ty Fuji right next to me. What's up? What's good? Dude, it is, it's an exciting time in Denver. I, I'll, I'll tell you that much. I think I'm watching this Nuggets team, and they are two wins away from the NBA Finals, or from winning the NBA Finals. And it's a special, special time. It's a special feeling. Uh, you got to be feeling the same thing. Yeah, man. It, it's... Is this what is this what it felt like in Boston during those peak sports years? Like the the possibility of parades and like back to back years, like getting to hear that, getting to see that, getting to experience the the that I, incredible high, that incredible joy of seeing your team succeed year after year. I've like, always wondered what that would be like. Like, would you want to be in a town where all you do is win literally every single season? Because it's the Patriots cheating their way to Super Bowls. And then it's like, oh, and then, and then the Bruins beat the their Bruins way win. to the Stanley Cup. The Celtics get a title in there, you know, in in, in 08. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, seven, oh, eight that season. Yep. You know, so I, I've always wondered, like, would it be worth, you know, and the Red Sox get a couple rings in there, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. The thing, the thing is, I, I definitely uh, understand the Red Sox. Definitely want to see if it's every year and you get the Red Sox yeah, after, one, the, after the Boston Marathon stuff going on, yeah, that one's, I definitely understand that. That one's different. But, you know, being in a sports town like that, is it like, okay, who's going to win it this year? You know, for us yeah. here in Denver, we haven't had a championship uh, from 20, 2016 to last season with the Avs. Yeah. So we had a bit, you know a big gap. Yeah, but it's it, also it, been over 20 years between the, first, the last Avs championship and the most recent Avs championship. Right. The Nuggets have never done this, so it's it's a special, it's a pretty special moment, dude. I went to Game One, and I gotta tell you, have you did you go to Game One or two? I I, I didn't. I I was uh, I I, I was too broke. <laughs> too broke. I dude, it definitely hit my bank account pretty good. But I just sat there and I said to my dad and my brother and my brother's wife, I said we have to do this, and it was mainly for my dad because he. He's been a Nuggets fan his whole life, and there were a little tear. There, there might have been a couple tears in there when, uh, when the um, not player announcements, but the video Tron, the video scoreboard yeah, was lighting up, and it was showing old, to win. old players and stuff like that before the game. And I kind of just grabbed my dad right before tip off, and my brother on their shoulders. I was like, "Guys, we're actually we're at the NBA Finals because we have been basketball fans our whole life." Right. And my dad had been, you know, he's been a Nuggets fan since day one from the 70s. And so this is a very, very special moment. I think last time yeah. we did a podcast, we said this might rank number two all time behind the Broncos Super Bowl 32 win. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it's been, it's the same deal as the Broncos. It's been so, so long. Getting to see the first one, the very first one is such a special feeling. Dude, it's it's a crazy yeah, feeling. I mean, and, and, you know, to your point, like talking about, uh, you know, talking about your family, you know, like I, like my, my grandma lives out of town and the way we stay in touch, the way we yeah, connect, we, we connect over the nuggets. We bond over the nuggets. Like we, we text back and forth after yeah. and during every game. Yep. I mean, and, and getting, you know, getting, you know, she's 90 now and she's like I, getting to experience this and hopefully, hopefully he, her seeing the nuggets win. After so many years, like being there from the very beginning, yeah, it, it'd just be it'd be the most special thing in the world. Like getting her up here for the parade too, it, it would be oh, it, it would mean everything, dude. It, it's it's gonna be a special time. But you know, the biggest thing was 
after game three, you know, we and on this show, you know, we don't really break down each game because, you know, it's time sensitive and we yeah. have our on air guys doing it. But I figured after last we're recording this on on Thursday. So this was last night. Yeah. Of game three. Add us to the archives, man. History. Yeah. Yeah. This was such a historic game. And we're not going to break down the game, but, dude, every single night, it feels like, Nikola Jokic is breaking some NBA record. He is becoming the, maybe not breaking records, but he's the first guy ever to do blank. Yeah. ESPN Stats and Info, all them people that had to break down these stats and do all this research, Bravo's to them, man. I mean, I, I got to yeah. give them a hand because they're finding stats left and right that I've never even yeah, thought just, about. Just a big old hi- history buffs over at ESPN. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing. Like the first ever pair of teammates to get a triple double in the same finals game, and not not to mention Jokic is the first since like the early seventies, right? Seventy one, right? Since since uh, a Wilt uh, to get a three two one triple double. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's nuts, dude. I mean, the, what these guys are doing. And Murray had a quiet triple double. Yeah, I had no idea he had a triple double till they till it was like the very end of the game as the clock was ticking down. And that's that's when he got it. <laughs> yeah, that that last stray rebound. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, and, it, and it, dude, it just shows how special this Nuggets team is. And yeah, I, I, I was watching the game with my dad last night, and uh, I, I just turned to him. While uh, while they showed that, that that stat that graphic, and I just said to him, "It's gonna suck so much when when Jokic retires." Oh, dude! It, well, let's not think of retirement yet. I mean, because we don't want that day to happen. Yeah, right now we just have to appreciate just how special this time is. Yeah, and and I'll say this, man. Speaking of Jamal Murray, you know Zach is Zach By, who I produce his show for. He has brought this up right before the playoffs started, and it, this is something that he's kind of kept going. and And the stat is maybe not a stat, but it's more of a fact of you have to have two really good superstar players in order to win the finals. And when you look at all those legendary teams, there's always two guys. You know, it was right. Cream and Magic. It was Tim Duncan and. Ginobili or Tony Parker, you know, it was it was Shaq and Kobe, Shaq and Kobe. It was Garnett and Paul Pierce. It was LeBron and Dwayne Wade, Steph and Clay, uh, Olajuwon and Drexler. Uh, exactly. It was five and, jam, literally. And you, just, you know, Scotty and Jordan. I mean, yeah. I can't, can't I, believe I, I forgot those guys. Them. But it's it's that thing of is Jamal Murray the worst second best player that can ever win a championship? And when you really thought about it before the playoffs started, it was, yeah, he might yeah. be. But right now, what he has done in these playoffs, he's better than Bubble Murray. Yeah. Dude, let's, we'll, we should never say Bubble Murray ever again. Yeah, he's just playoff Murray. He is out playing. He's playing out of this world, man. Yeah. And quite frankly, I would put Jamal Murray up against any of those second number two guys that we just mentioned off. Yeah, the way he is playing, let's 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 compare it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just playing he's playing like Kobe. He's the he's literally the Kobe to to Jokic's Shaq, right? He he's he's the Tony Parker to his Tim Duncan. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's knocking down shots and he's doing it in such a way that 
he didn't do in the bubble. Like in the bubble, he took the entire team on his back. He was the main volume scorer. In this, he's doing every little thing he needs to. Like he, yeah, he's not putting up fifty, but he's still putting up thirty. But he's also rebounding. He's he's defending. He's staying tight to his defenders. He's he's doing everything he needs to. He's playing within the system as as this uh, perfect team player. Well, and this is the three straight games where he's had. I believe 10 assists now. It's either 10 yeah. assists or 10 rebounds. I'm pretty sure it's 10 assists. And I mean, when you mention those other, all those players we just named about being the second guy, yeah. None of them have ever had a triple double no, with, with their star player. So this is a historic day. And I look at Jamal Murray and he's making big shots at big moments. You know, he almost had game two tied to go to overtime yeah he nearly missed that shot and he had a great look on it this guy is playing so well and so effective that when the nuggets needed a big shot in game three he was giving them a big shot hey man we got to stop this run hey bam murray hits a three right a Jokic is on the bench for three minutes hey murray comes up and makes another three he makes this great layup he draws the foul Doing everything is he's helped carrying this team. And JJ yeah. Reddick mentioned this um earlier today on on first take, which I I feel like JJ Reddick and Jay Williams are the only two smart guys on ESPN anymore. Yeah. He yeah. said you know, like they're the ones who actually want to analyze. They they're the yeah. ones who want to do analysis. Actually, they don't just talk from the gut. And they're actually right. Yes. Stephen A. Smith, wrong, called Jokic a tub of lard the other day. Where's the apology <laughs> uh, at? You know, I'm just saying if it was reverse, <laughs> it'd be messed up. Are they still on that? Is that seriously still a, still a thing? Dude, he's just said it like this week again. Oh, God, that's, that's like, come terrible. On. Come on. That's lazy. Show some, and it, a little tangent here. All these people say, oh, well, everyone in the national media knows Nikola Jokic. No, they don't. No. They're not. He's not giving the respect he if, needs. Yeah, no, if you listen to the game, if you listen to the actual broadcast, Mark Jackson is literally literally discovering Jokic every single night. <laughs> Lisa Salters, who is the sideline reporter of the NBA Finals, literally said going into the Western Conference Finals, she has never seen Nikola Jokic. You have Mark Jackson, who left him off the MVP ballot of the top five. What? You have uh, Stephen A. Smith coming out and saying that he's a, a tub of lard. You're pretty much calling him fat and gross. You have other ESPN analysts going out there and have no respect for Jokic. You know what the headlines were today, Ty? Nope. On ESPN, I'm going through Twitter. It was, how did the Heat bounce back? Where's Jimmy Butler? Was Spolstra this? Was Bam this? It was nothing of, look how great the Nuggets are. Yeah. It's it's. It blows my mind. And people want to attack us. And I know I'm stealing the segment here. People want to come after us. And even people locally and people that work at the station say, well, just move on from it. I'm not going to move on from it. Because our Nuggets are on the biggest stage in the NBA world hosting the NBA Finals. And they're still getting disrespected. They're putting up legendary historic games and the national media refuses to talk about to talk about it. Yeah. That's what's so screwed up with the national media. That's what's screwed up with media is we're not giving credit where credit's due. 
Right. right. I'm, I'm sorry. It drives me up a freaking wall. I mean, and, and that's just a big thing with the NBA's marketing in general. Like they don't know how to, they don't know how to craft storylines. They don't know how to craft storylines as effectively as the the NFL. It's, it's like, they, 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 they don't like, and when it's literally delivered into the lap, they just they just refuse it. They just reject it. No, dude, they had commercials in the Western Conference Finals showing the Phoenix Suns. And the Los Angeles Lakers and that Indiana Jones commercial. Yeah. You guys can't even get that right. Not only did they mess it up once, they messed it up multiple times because you guys already had graphics built and were, I don't know, they were, must have been on the top of the desk ready to go in the system yeah. over Nugget stuff. Like pregame last game, going into game three, they have the ESPN pregame show. And who do they have? They have uh, Will Bond, Stephen A. Smith, and Jalen Rose. Yeah. And, and Greenberg, who is as New York biased as it comes, mm-hmm. all three of the analysts up there picked Miami to win. What was their reasoning? They couldn't give a reason other than it was in Miami. Uh, my gut's telling me, tell me this, literally. Yeah. They, they had no execution, no reasoning why this stuff is ha- why the Nuggets can win this game. They yeah. had no reasoning why the Miami was going to win. Dude, it drives me nuts. So anyone that's over there working at ESPN, y'all got to figure stuff out. These national sports writers who aren't, who don't even pay attention, Ty. Yeah. They're sports writers. They vote for who they want to vote for. That's why some of these awards are so bad because, yeah, because, guy, because they have an agenda. Jokic had every single better stat than Joel Embiid other than points per game. If that's the only factor is points per game. Well, then you should have gave it to so many other players over the mm-hmm. years. You know, Kevin Garnett should not have won it in 2004. Embiid or uh, Jokic shouldn't have won it the last two years. You know, it's it's pathetic. And these sports, these so-and-so sports writers who are so biased to their own teams because they just want the inside info when they, they're too scared to break games down and, and criticize players fairly. It's pathetic. And I know I went on a rant. No, it's all good, man. Let <laughs> cock. But I'm pretty sure you agree with me on this. No, I agree on every single point. Like, just it's ESPN just stuck in the in the dark ages of, of sports coverage. There's so many writers, so many national talking heads out there that they they don't put out the effort. They they well, they will always speak from from the from the gut. They don't because analysis is hard because dude, they you know, they don't want to put in in the effort to pay attention to these these players these players that are are on the forefront of of the NBA, right? Because it's their it, it it's their guys. They you have an agenda. They they have their favorites. Dude, you know what I did yesterday when I was I was getting ready for or actually it was today when I was getting ready for Stokely and Zach. Um you know, I'm looking for audio and you know, we have our post game audio, but I'm going through, you know, some of the morning national shows just to see if I can gather any info. And sure enough I find some good quotes from JJ Reddick and I, I we played those. But I also ended up on Nick Wright's show. Over oh, at God. Fox. Yeah, I just don't listen to I'm that just, guy. You know, and I'm like, let's just see how wrong you've been. And his recent comments over yesterday of why the Nuggets are never going to win the series. They're not going to win this. They're not going to win game three. He had no proof. And sure enough, he was wrong again. I've never met another national TV media member be, be more wrong about everything the than Nick, Nick Wright. Wright. <laughs> Nick wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dude, he makes Skip Bayless look like the greatest analyst ever. Yeah, and, and thing is, it's just his incredible implicit bias because he's he's a Kansas City homer. 
He, he, dude, he's from Kansas so City. Bad. He came up in Kansas City, and he literally hates everything Denver sports. Like, if, if you could give him incontrovertible proof that the Nuggets are doing well, that they're doing in good, you'll always find the contrarian what, take. Dude, what? That, in, what? Incontrovertible proof that the that the Broncos are doing well. He'll he'll, he'll try and debunk that. And, and I'm sure he doesn't know about the wanna, Avalanche or, or hockey or baseball, but he'll find a way to debunk the wanna, Avs or the I want to ask Rockies. you this. I'm watching NBA TV post game last night. Jamal Crawford, um, Isaiah Thomas, and Kenny the Jet Smith. Yeah. Okay. Kenny the Jet and Isaiah Thomas both sit there and say, like, the series is over. Like, Nuggets are going to win. Jamal Crawford still has the guts to go out there and say, I have Miami winning game four. What evidence do you have to show me? That Miami can win another game in this series. Because the only game they won, they shot the lights out. Had one of the better shooting performances of all time. Right. Are they going to do that again? No. Dude, I I sat there and he, again, Ty, couldn't give a reason. Other than in the post-game press conference, guys, they said they're going to make adjustments. And I think they're going to make adjustments. They are the right team to make adjustments. Well, the, did well, the Nuggets not make adjustments going into Game Three? Yeah, can the Nuggets do that too? Did you not just see the greatest player on the planet go for thirty, twenty, and ten? Did you not see his wingman go for more points and still have a triple double? Did you not see a rookie go out there and have fifteen points for the first time since ninety four when Sam Cassell did it? What what evidence do you again? They're wrong. They're they're idiots, dude. I'm sorry. They're yeah. idiots. Yeah, someone just There's no proof. Yeah, I, I think it's just the Nuggets are just completely defying media expectations because they're they're, they're they're too good because they because you know, they're good. Every I'm sure everyone on that panel knows that the Nuggets are great, that they're the better team, but just media uh just the way media works, they have to have a contrarian. They have to have an it's argument, bad. a discussion. And you know and we'll move on real quick here. But this is the last thing I'm going to say. You can't even play devil's advocate on why Miami's yeah. going to win. The only thing you can say is, well, Spolster has been in the finals how many times now? And Jimmy Butler is going to break out and he's going to go for 50 every game. Other than that, I don't have, there's no evidence yeah. of why Miami's going to win this series. I mean, going into game game three last night, 80% of the chance of the, 80% of teams that win game three win the NBA finals. Nuggets just did that. Right. So they have an 80% chance, according to the stats of all time, to win the series. Right. And if the Nuggets replicate that same effort as, as last night, I don't see any reason, any way that the, the he can come back. Dude, like, if, if the Nuggets can just play their game and attack the rim, they don't let the Miami only dictate the, the terms of the game. The only They're going to win. The only way the Nuggets lose this series, they just don't play. They just, like, we're going to... To try to lose this game, yeah, like 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 in in game two, like in that fourth quarter when and they just stopped playing. All right, let's move on because I mean, dude, right. we're <laughs> we could spend another hour on that topic. But yeah, we were talking, me and you earlier. You know, we were talking through text and stuff earlier in the week of what we kind of wanted to talk about today. Yeah, and we didn't want to break down the game. We haven't broken down the game. Go listen to Stoke and Zach. Go listen to The Drive. Go listen to all the other shows. Go listen to Orange and Blue today with Cecil. Yeah, exactly. And go go listen to those guys. Don't break down the game, especially Zach. I mean, dude, yeah. Zach's dominating. He, he's the basketball 
Oh God, around here, he is so good, dude. It's 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 been a lot of fun. But one of the topics I've kind of had in the back of my head, and you were down to talk about this because we both have a different opinion on this, was a topic I've had, and I've kind of tossed it out here at the radio station a little bit with certain people, and it's never been a full on discussion. But I wanted to have the full on discussion with you because you remember this Nuggets team this year and back in 2009 when the Nuggets were in the last time or well the Nuggets made the the conference finals closest they've ever been the second best run when they were with Carmelo Anthony and George Carl and Chauncey Billups that Nuggets team in 09 they're in the Western Conference Finals they lose to the Lakers but I want to know and I want to ask you the question could this Nuggets team right now that's in the NBA Finals can they beat that 2009 Nuggets team. I think so, yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they can. Really? I mean, honestly, I think that'd be the harder take around here. It, I know. It, but let, I want to break down the rosters and see if I can sway you here. Okay. Okay. Make your case. Let's, let's, let's start starting lineups from both teams. Okay, point guard, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray versus Chauncey Billups. Ooh. I might give the edge. Again, they're two different players. Very different. Because Jamal is a scorer. Chauncey was more of a quarterback by, yeah. at this point. So let's yeah, give it. Definitely more of a defender leader type. It, we'll give it to Jamal. Yeah, especially since Jamal, <laughs> he, he's he's bigger. He's he's faster. He's he's. He's a more complete guy with an offensive game, too. He can assist right. when, when Chauncey kind of bodies him up. Next up, you have a KCP, Caldwell Pope, versus Dante Jones. Two very similar players. Right. I mean, this could be a push. It, it really could. Yeah. And quite frankly, if I'm the Nuggets back in 09, I'm putting Dante Jones against Jamal Murray to guard. Because I need one of the best defenders. Arguably, at that time, he might have been the best defender in basketball from a wing perspective. I would put right. him on Jamal Murray to slow Jamal Murray to have him scoring 34 every night. Right, because Jamal would probably eat Chauncey alive at this point in his career. So right there, I think we're kind of 2022 Nuggets are getting the edge by one right now. Yeah, But it's a close one, in my opinion. Then you go to small forward. And this is where things get interesting. And this is a no-brainer. Yeah, M- Mello. Carmelo versus, Mello. versus uh, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Carmelo. Yeah, right. Car- Carmelo. Uh, Carmelo is one of the greatest scorers of all time. Now is where things get interesting. And we're going with power forward, the number four spot. We got Kenyon Martin versus Aaron Gordon. Hmm. And I want you to answer who you would take in this situation. Straight up, one-to-one, man-to-man, one-on-one. Kenyon Martin, who's the first overall pick when he got drafted, versus hmm. Aaron Gordon, who's like the number four pick. Yeah. Uh, personally, I'd, I'd, I'd pick A.G. You would take Aaron Gordon per- over Kenyon Martin? I, I Personally, I would. I, I think he's. I think A.G.'s... <laughs> For me, it's more of a chemistry thing. I, I prefer AG as a better team guy. I prefer him as a as more cohesive in the system type of guy. He can do whatever you need to because AG he, he can defend. He, he's the best, Nuggets best defender already right now in the starting lineup. Uh, I like 
think that AG's game is somewhat more complete than, than that Kane Martin. He can still attack at, at every level. And I again, for me, AG's just more... It's the intangible aspect of AG that I prefer over Kenyon. So looking at the stats, comparing both of them, Aaron Gordon this year is averaging 16.3 points per game. Kenyon Martin was really averaging only 12.3 in that 2008-2009 year. And, you know, the rebounds are pretty much identical. Six and then one assist for Kenyon, three for Gordon. So it's a, it's a push. But Kenyon was scrappy. I'm taking Kenyon on this one. Ooh, interesting. So, so, so we're both we're split on the intangibles. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I'm picking the team. You're, you're look, picking uh you're picking the competitiveness. I, I I can I can I can see either way. Dude, look, I, they're the same player. Yeah, literally, they're they're scrappy. They're gonna fight. That'd be man, that'd be a fun one on one matchup. That that would be, <laughs> dude. These two teams, <laughs> no, if they're they, to they play right bang. now, would be fun. Um, but then you go power, or then you go to the center spot. Yep, and. Dude, it's Nene versus Nikola Jokic. Do we even need to have a conversation? Yeah. It's Jokic no. by a million. So you have Chauncey over Jamal? No, no. I have Jamal you over have Chauncey. Jamal over Chauncey. And you have Melo and Kenyon. No, um, hold on. I, I'm, I'm getting things backwards. <laughs> right. I, I should probably write this down. You have Jamal. Yep, I have Jamal. You have Carm- Um, Who do we have as the two? Dante Jones versus KCP. Who do you have? Uh, I'm calling that a push. A push. Oh yeah, yeah. Push. We, we both call that a push. You got um, Carmelo over MPJ. MPJ. We, we both determined that. And then you got Kenyon over. No, you have Kenyon over AG. I, I have AG over Kenyon. Yes, yes. And then we both have Jokic. Yep, Jokic. But now this is when things get interesting. Okay. The bench. The starters are borderline a push. I mean, we're right with each other. Yeah, we're only split on one. J.R. Smith versus pick one. Christian Brown or... Uh, Bruce Brown? Or Bruce Brown. Yeah, Bruce Brown's been the more consistent sixth. Mm. Who are you taking? J.R. who can get hot at any freaking time. Or are you taking Bruce Brown? Oh, that's tough. I'm gonna have to throw a coin on that. Um, really, it's tough for you. I'm actually shocked. Uh, it, it might be recency bias, but uh, yeah, it, honestly, that's tough because 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 I, I I like. I mean, Jr. can get hot any time, but Bruce is just consistent. He's he's steady. Dude, I'm taking Jr. I feel like this is no brainer. I, I I really feel like Jr. Smith is one of the greatest athletic basketball players of all time he might be the most athletic nba player of all time just from an athletic standpoint i'm taking jr i i think he 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 shuts down bruce brown in a heartbeat i think he is able to shoot the three ball obviously way better than bruce brown i think he comes in and just changes the game for for the the nuggets and i think he dominates bruce brown you think so yeah, I, I yeah. yeah that's... I, I, uh, my thing is, I, I think Bruce can kind of bug uh, Jr. on defense as well. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, it's, and, and thing it's is, a good I, I think Bruce can and uh, attack the rim better than Jr. And then I'm going. I'm, I'm kind of so I'm looking at the Nuggets bench from back in '09. You got Bert, Chris Birdman, Anderson, Anthony Carter, Lennis Claza. I'm kind of trying to stick with one, seven deep. 
on each side, seven seven players on each side. But the 09 team, you're going to go with Chris Anderson over Anthony Carter. Yeah. This year, you'd have to go, well, I guess we can go three deep. We go eight deep because Jeff Green's playing. So Bird, yeah. Birdman or Jeff Green? Birdman. Birdman. Yeah. I mean, this Birdman. dude came in and was a valuable piece to that 09 team. I mean, he was a huge defensive king for him. I mean, there's a reason why oh, his yeah. name was Birdman. He was blocking shots left and right. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love Uncle Jeff, the the Birdman's got to gotta be over the choice. So then we we close it out with Anthony Carter versus versus Christian Brown. You got a rookie versus. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking you know, Carter. Bet. Yeah, I, I definitely have to pick Carter over over Brown in that case. Really? I mean, it's. I, mean, sh- the, I thought the, you were taking the veteran over, Brown. He's a veteran player over the rookie. I I got I've got to. He, wow. I mean, Brown. He's gotten. He he had a nice game last last night, but he's 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 had a nice year so far. But you know, I, I I'm I'm picking Carter because he has the experience. Wow. Um. After what I just saw from Christian Brown. I mean, it was spectacular. I mean, I I I'm love taking, what I see. I'm taking Brown, man. So I mean, let maybe we'll but put this up. But we'll, it, it, it's this, it's a sample size for me. Yeah, well, maybe we'll put this up on Twitter and and we'll just see what people react to. And I think right now it's gonna be a lot of re- bias towards this year's Nuggets team compared yeah, to that last one. Absolutely. But dude, that that Nuggets team in '09, I think they just get more scrappier with this with this young team. You know, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is. He's going to have the same performance he's having now yeah, he's, in the he's, NBA Finals he's, he's to this be, Nuggets team. He's going to be lunch meat for, for Melo. I mean, so it, it, it's, it's really it, just a lot of intangible stuff, too. Like, do, like does do the do these like current Nuggets, uh, do they play the whole 48? Do they, they match uh, match the uh, effort and uh, competitiveness of the 09 team? Yeah. Right? It, it's, it's a matter of uh, who steps up on the bench. And she's like, can the bench step up in in their absence? It's it's a whole lot, a whole lot of stuff. Like, can, is it possible that the the current Nuggets, uh, you know, don't let the other team get in their head, or can can the current Nuggets get it, get in their head, in the O nine team's head? Yeah, and I th- I think that that O nine team is just going to be so much more scrappier. Um, I'm looking at stats right now. I'm I'm trying to compare. So this year's. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird, and I don't know how much the stat matters, points per game versus opponents, points per game, because in today's NBA, there's just more scoring. Yeah, there's just way more. There's, there's a little less defense. But, dude, it, what it really comes down to is, can Kenyon Martin, Birdman, and Nene get physical enough with Nikola Jokic? Yeah. I mean, can they can they beat him up a little? Can they put him to the foul line? Can they put him on the ground? And kind of get physical, I think they could, and and they'd probably get away with it too. The way the way they officiate Jokic, <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I think if you, it really comes down to that. And then who's going to score more between Jamal and Carmelo? Yeah, that's a fun matchup. I want to see. Yeah, like that, I want to see be... those two go back and forth. We saw Carmelo and Kobe go back and forth in that conference finals, and I it looked kind of like Yo uh, Carmelo got the best of. Car- or uh, Kobe back then, that would be a fun series. I I would take the O nine team in six. That's yeah. just me. What do you think? I I I'm the opposite. I take the current team in six, dude. I don't think we go wrong either way. Yeah, either way. 
Yeah, those would be a fun matchup. Damn, I want to say that now. <laughs> All right, everyone get on 2K and go put those teams together and rebuild them. That is going to do it for us here on the Producer Podcast. My name is Kevin Kistner, Ty Fuji in front of me. Real quick, Nuggets win the championship in... Five. I agree. This is the Producer Podcast. We'll talk to you next time, and hopefully we'll have a we'll be talking about a parade here in Denver. Maybe yeah. we'll get a bunch of the producers in here and we'll have a big round table or something. Yeah, that, 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 something crazy yes. for this Nuggets. Yes, that'd be amazing. This Nuggets championship. That's gonna do it. That's Ty. I'm Kevin. We'll talk to you next time. This is uh, DenverSports.com.